Welcome back to Investigate Joe Rogan, the podcast where I fact check and investigate things that have been said on the Joe Rogan Experience, which is a show we all listen to sometimes. I will be looking at episode 1687 today with Jimmy Dore. Jimmy says we could end homelessness for $20 billion. This $20 billion number has become a talking point that you'll see in a lot of different articles and websites and things. And it will say something like, oh, the government just spent $20 billion on developing a new kind of cheese for astronauts. We could have ended homelessness instead. I hope those damn astronauts enjoy their cheese or whatever. But the $20 billion number doesn't actually come from some sort of study. It just comes from an unofficial remark made by a guy named Mark Johnston back in 2012. He worked for the Department of Housing and Urban Development, and he has since clarified this comment and said, quote, I vaguely remember doing a quick estimate, nothing in depth, of what it would have taken to end homelessness back in probably 2012 or 2013. I don't remember if it was 20 billion or something else. It wasn't formal, wasn't verified, wasn't approved by HUD, and it's certainly very much out of date now, 10 years later. There are some real estimates out there, and they're much higher than 20 billion. What some researchers will say is that one way you can kind of try to estimate the cost would be how much would it cost to expand the federal housing voucher program to be big enough to include all homeless people. That would cost somewhere between 30 and 40 billion, according to a Congressional Budget Office report. But that's just strictly dealing with housing. It doesn't include any sort of huge program you would need for the homeless people who are homeless because they're schizos or they're addicted to drugs or that sort of thing. Obviously, just giving those people a federal voucher for reduced rent isn't really going to solve anything. There's no real way of estimating how much a program like that would cost. There are about half a million homeless people in the U.S., so this would be a pretty massive undertaking, obviously. Nobody really thinks that it would only cost $20 billion, even if nobody knows exactly how much it would cost. Jimmy also says that 44% of homeless people have jobs. And I could not verify this, and I also couldn't find any really comprehensive answer. I found legit estimates from real sources as low as 25% employment and as high as 70% employment. Obviously, this is probably just a hard question to answer because it's hard to track down and poll people who don't have addresses. I do think, though, that this should be inspiration for the unemployed. If some percent of hobos can get jobs, regardless of what that percent is, I am sure you can too. I believe in you. Rogan says that there are 100,000 homeless people in L.A., which is not true. There are about 66,000 homeless people in L.A., which is still a lot, obviously. Basically a whole shadow town of people. But his 100,000 number is closer to the homeless population of the whole state of California, which is 134,000. The state as a whole does have a serious problem with this, since only 12% of Americans are Californians, but 22% of homeless people are Californians, which is not a great statistic. Jimmy says that there are no homeless people in Norway, which is not true. Norway does have a pretty low homeless rate, though, with only 7 per 10,000 people being homeless. 
compared to America's 17 per 10,000. We are not the worst, though, when it comes to this. We have a better homelessness rate than the Netherlands, Sweden, Canada, the United Kingdom, Germany, and New Zealand. So you can take from that what you will. We also have more gold medals than all of those countries, which of course means that we are simply superior in general. This is what the Olympics measures. This is not up for debate. I'm sorry. Another incorrect comparison Jimmy makes to Scandinavia is that in Finland, there's only 20 students per classroom on average, but in America, there's 40 on average. The actual average for America is 27, which is closer to Finland's reality than to Jimmy's estimation of America. Somewhere around this point, Jimmy's socialist ranting is derailed by Rogan and Jamie talking about Tom Brady, <laughs> and Jimmy never never quite manages to get back on track after that. Jimmy also mentions that instead of television or film, he watches hours of boat crash videos on YouTube, and this did not seem to be a joke. He seemed to be sincere about this, which I thought was pretty weird. If someone I knew personally told me that, I would probably think that they had some sort of problem. Later on, they discuss the police. Rogan says that New York City defunded the police by a billion dollars, and Dorr says that they did not. Rogan is right on this one. However, a billion dollars is less than you probably think it is, and I'm not saying that because I'm secretly some super elite rich person who's totally lost touch with reality and a billion dollars is just nothing to me. I say that because the NYPD budget was almost $6 billion, and now it has been cut down to almost $5 billion. So their budget was only cut by 16%. This was basically a weird half measure that pissed everyone off on both sides. The sort of hardcore defund of the police people were not happy with this because it's only 16%, and the non-defund the police people didn't like this because they didn't want them defunded at all. <laughs> it's sort of like the opposite of bipartisan, where both people like it. There needs to be some sort of term to describe this. I don't know what it could be, though. Anti-partisan? Nye-partisan instead of bipartisan? But that's, that's what this was. Jimmy also says that, statistically speaking, being a cop is not a dangerous job. And this is kind of tricky because obviously danger is subjective. Whether or not you consider something dangerous depends on how risk-averse you are. There are concrete numbers you can look at, though. They vary depending on what list you're looking at because you can group jobs differently, but they all say more or less the same thing. Cops have a fatal injury rate of 14 per 100,000 workers. That is the same as construction workers, maintenance workers, and heavy vehicle mechanics, for reference. Those sorts of manual labor jobs that involve large objects that can kill you in some way um, are about as dangerous as being a cop. The most dangerous jobs in America are significantly more dangerous than being a cop. Logging workers have a fatality rate of 111 per 100,000 workers. It's 53 for aircraft pilots and flight engineers, and it's 41 for roofers. Also, I should note that um, those aircraft pilots and engineers are mostly private. It's pretty rare for a public 
person flying a Boeing 747 or whatever to crash and die. But anyway, there are a bunch of jobs like these that are a lot more dangerous than being a cop. However, being a cop is still four times more dangerous than the average job in America. It's four times more dangerous than working in an office or at a restaurant or being a like popsicle taste tester or something. <laughs> so should we say that being a cop isn't dangerous? I'm, I'm not totally sure. I think we should say that it's more dangerous than average, but is still not particularly dangerous in the grand scheme of things. Later on, Rogan says a guy from the Obama administration said Biden won't last another year in office because he's too demented or he's going to resign or whatever. And this is technically true. However, the context for this and the actual identity of the person changes the meaning a lot. Ronnie Jackson is the guy who said this, and he was the physician to the president for Obama and Trump, which makes him seem legit and bipartisan. However, this is also the guy who in 2018 said that Trump had a, quote, excellent diet. Now, keep in mind, uh, in 2018, Trump was uh, morbidly obese. (laughs) Ronnie Jackson is also currently a Republican congressman who does not have any sort of access to Biden. So is he making this claim in a purely scientific way from the perspective of a doctor of medicine, or is he saying this as a Republican congressman? I'll just leave that up to you to answer. Now, the last thing I'll talk about, towards the end of the episode, Jimmy says that Google is the most profitable company in history. And yes, Google may be a valuable company with the latest mind control technology and secret AI projects, interdimensional portals to Antarctica, etc. But they are not the most profitable company in history. And they are basically a little company lit compared to the Dutch East India Company, which is the real most profitable company in history, as you'll know if you've seen the Pirates of the Caribbean. At their height, they had 50 merchant ships, 40 warships, 50,000 employees, and a private army of 10,000 soldiers, meaning they would destroy Google if it came down to a battle. They also had a market capitalization of $8 trillion. For reference, Alphabet, which is Google, is only $930 billion, which is pathetic. They might as well be a lemonade stand at that point. Google, pretty cringe, no private army, no ships. Yeah, not, not very impressive uh, in the historical grand scale. Uh, After this, they just do Jay Leno impressions for like 30 minutes, and then the episode ends. (laughs) Those are all of my notes on this episode. You can follow me on Twitter. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can uh, rate this podcast five stars. If you do not rate it five stars, I will um, try and find you in person and attack you. You can tell your JRE listening friends about this podcast, and I will see you next episode.